Welcome in the name of Christ. God's grace, mercy and peace be with you. So welcome here to St Michael and All Angels Church in Harrow for this Church of England online service this Sunday. My name is Jodie Stoll and I'm the vicar here at St Mike's. In pre-COVID times, as a church, we committed to being open. Uh, quite literally, we would have our doors open and unlocked every day. We found that uh, people who'd lived here for many years um, and had maybe never been in the building uh, would feel welcome and maybe come in and have a bit of a nose simply because the doors were open. We hope and long for a time when the spontaneity and creativity of that unexpected encounter can happen again. For now, we're still committed to being open as a church and a lot of our unexpected encounters happen in different ways, not least with our online services similar to this one today. So. I invite you to come and encounter us now. Come through our doors and have a bit of a nose. You never know who you might meet. Just as you are. 
So welcome through our doors. You're very welcome in this space, wherever you're joining us from. We bring ourselves to God now, just as we are, knowing that God loves to pour out God's grace upon us. The grace of God has dawned upon the world with healing for all. Let us come to God in sorrow for our sins, seeking healing and salvation. God, be gracious to us and bless us, and make your face shine upon us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May your ways be known upon earth, your saving power among the nations. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You, Lord, have made known your salvation and reveal your justice in the sight of the nations. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. So may Almighty God have mercy on you, forgive you your sins, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so now Tally is going to read our epistle for today, and then Mary will read our gospel reading. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 1 to 16. I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing in one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace and according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the same one who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children, tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, into whom the whole body, joined and knitted together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Today's reading is John, chapter 6, starting at verse 24. Jesus, the bread of life. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, 
You are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, for it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them the bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very, truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So welcome to my study. You're welcome here as well, wherever you're joining from. How much can we say about bread? The lectionary readings give us a summer of bread and I wonder if we can stomach it. Might we become intolerant? These are difficult words of Jesus. They were difficult words to those who first heard them. The I am statements that include this one get those in authority a little bit hot under the collar because they know that he is identifying with the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The God who came to Moses in the burning bush. The God who shows up in human history and rescues the people from the smelting pot of slavery. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. So, you know, it hacked them off a bit that Jesus was saying this. But it probably hacks us off a bit too sometimes, every now and then. Because these are big and challenging words of Jesus for us all. And we can become intolerant of the bread. Because we're hungry and thirsty, aren't we? I am. Sometimes I'm hungry and thirsty, mad angry for the injustice of the world, the lack of compassion between human beings, for the scorched earth that burns for my toothbrush and travel. Sometimes I'm hungry and thirsty, sad, desperate for the starving children of the UK, the women who are killed by their partners each day, the mental health crises and sadness which overwhelms. Sometimes I'm hungry and thirsty, dog-tired in my soul. Sir, 
Give us this bread always. It's hard to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of the risen Lord, whatever you want to call it. It's hard to keep being a Christian, to keep returning to the Lord, to put one foot in front of the other sometimes. And here's Jesus saying, whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. What does that mean? I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you were called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. In our other reading today from the book of Ephesians, it's all about the body of Christ too, about being together in this body, which we call the church, about living our calling, to bear with one another for the sake of Christ, allowing space for others to live their calling too. Part of our calling is to make space for the other because that is what Christ does for us. We have one calling to one Lord, but we're also a diversity of disciples with a diversity of callings within that one call. To come to Jesus and never be hungry or thirsty might have something to do with being satisfied in responding to that call. A call which seems to seek the flourishing of each. As we were made to become more who we are and in so doing to glorify the God who made us. As one of the ancient ones said, the glory of God is a human being fully alive. To eat the bread that Jesus offers, the bread that satisfies, is to know the Lord and to be fully known, to become fully and truly who we are in Christ. I think I know that when I am soul-tired, that there's something which is dissonant with this calling. There's a jagged edge which bites. I am trying to be someone or something I am not. And that is not simply a bit of a shame, but it is to disconnect me from the source of all I am. I'm sure that a few of us have felt a bit disconnected, a bit soul tired over this last 18 months. Sir, give us this bread always. And if we do become disconnected, from that call, from the source of our being. If we are famished in that way, 
then we cannot hunger and thirst for the right things. To never hunger and thirst is not to turn our back on the things which we should hunger and thirst for, for things to be right, for justice in our own lives and in the world. But it is rather to grow into ourselves through, as it says in Ephesians, the knowledge of the Son of God to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. To never hunger and thirst is to eat the bread of our calling so that we may flourish and so we may make space for others in the body to flourish also. And so we finish with this uh, lovely blessing poem by Jan Richardson. And the table will be wide and the welcome will be wide and the arms will open wide to gather us in, and our hearts will open wide to receive, and we will come as children who trust there is enough, and we will come unhindered and free, and our aching will be met with bread, and our sorrow will be met with wine and we will open our hands to the feast without shame and we will turn toward each other without fear and we will give up our appetite for despair and we will taste and know of delight and we will become bread for a hungering world and we will become drink for those who thirst. And the blessed will become the blessing. And everywhere will be the feast.
so, as we ponder all that we have heard, let us declare our faith. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And so now Mary is going to lead us in our intercessions for today. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we thank you for today when we can meet again and worship you. We thank you for your message from John, for the message about trust and faith. We thank you for the friendship and encouragement that we get from our friends and churches, for your love for us and that your spirit lives in us. We thank you, Lord, for providing us the time and space to live and breathe both physically and spiritually. We thank you for your patience and grace with all those experiencing spiritual crisis in their lives. Most of all, we thank you for being beside us at all times, whether we recognise this or not. We pray that you will continue your work within each of us, changing us into the people that you want us to be. We pray for our church, that we might be a witness in our local area, wherever we live, witnesses that strengthen the presence of Christ in our communities. Make us a welcoming church, so when people think about us, they think about the real church, the people of God who worship you. We pray that you will continue to bless our fellowships and bring new people in to join us. We lift before you our leaders, the bishops, sinners and all who lead in the church. We pray for the young people and students who have had their education disrupted over the last year. We pray that measures will be put in place for them to catch up both with education and opportunities to have social times with others. When we see the beauty of your creation, we praise and worship you. We thank you for all your creation and for your people throughout the world in all their differing cultures and environments. We pray for all humankind and especially for those suffering poverty, persecution, slavery and oppression, injustice and the effects of conflict. We pray for asylum seekers and refugees, that they will be treated with compassion. We ask you to give compassion, wisdom and courage to your children throughout the world, that they and we may defend those who suffer and work to bring relief wherever we can. During this time of turmoil in the world, when life and death decisions are being made, we pray that you will be there and that your voice will be heard above the egos and self-interest. We thank you for the COVID vaccine and pray that the rollout will continue and that we can now see a path through to removing the current restrictions. We thank you for all your people who have risked and sacrificed much to provide us with all the benefits and comforts of our modern life. We continue to pray for those who are suffering due to the current pandemic through ill health, financial pressures and loneliness. We lift before you those who are key workers in particular in the NHS and other emergency services. We ask that you will bless them. 
We want to pray for compassion and help for those who have been protected during the restrictions as those protections end. We pray that you'll provide solace and inspiration to those who feel detached from you at this moment. Those who feel that you may be, not be present in their daily lives or find it difficult to turn their thoughts towards you. We pray that they're able once again to experience your presence with them and to be able to glorify you and realise that you are never leaving them, but will always be there and waiting for them. We thank you for the food banks, that through this we can show your love to those in the community around our churches. Remember all those who mourn the loss of a loved one at this time, that you will surround us and all who mourn with your strong compassion. And now in a moment of silence, let's bring before God those who we are praying particularly for at this time, for those who need healing and comfort, those in mourning and those who find life hard at this current time. Amen. And now will you join with me in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. As we come to finish our service today, I'm so pleased that you have been here and that you have been welcomed into this space today. And so we end with a prayer and a blessing. Almighty God, who sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your church, open our hearts to the riches of your grace, that we may bring forth the fruit of the Spirit in love and joy and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, establish, strengthen, and settle you in the faith. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you now and always.